Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. Uh, and this is I Married a History Teacher. Lisa, give us a rundown real quick, 30 seconds. What is our podcast about? Go. Oh, um, our podcast is about us as a married couple and the fact that I knew, no current, present tense, know very little about history um, because I chose to tune out in high school and middle school and anywhere else they tried to teach me basic lessons about the past. And you happen to be a history teacher who is now at least temporarily retired, temporarily retired. And so you're willing to talk history and, um, and teach me things that I don't know. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Now, for those of you who do not know, Lisa, is this a show that's going to align with Dan Harlan's hardcore history? We're going to talk about World War One for six hours? Is this the guy that everyone always brings up when we tell them we have a history podcast? That's the guy. Uh, okay. Um, no, not at all. I don't even know if we can really stand by most things that we say in terms of like absolute factual statements. Absolutely. But you know, it's, you know, broad strokes and, uh, you know, I think that there's like general learning and entertainment hopefully going on. Right. Bit. I agree. Now, should we necessarily have, um, six year olds listening to this podcast? I mean, I, I mean, just for, yeah, to be safe, no. Yeah, we say shit sometimes and stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. we do swear. Swearing's bad. Yeah. For kids. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> Your hair looks ridiculous again. No, no, it's fine. Now, we have a lot of admin stuff we got to cover for this episode, so we're going to move on. I'm just going to move it to the All side. Right, fix the hair to the side. Okay. All right, okay. okay. All right, so let's do this. Number one, thank mm -hmm. you to everyone who tuned in during Push the Pod Week. We got so, so close to our goal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Last time I checked, we are at 415 total downloads. Yes. Which is only 685 short of our goal. Actually, only 585 short. Oh, so that's it? <laughs> Heck, buddy. See, that is the benefit of uh, mistakes in math is, you know, you can actually realize that you're closer to your goal than you thought. Just bought myself a hundred more lessons. You did, doll. Like, just in a split second. It's like when you, you know, forget to set your alarm back um, during daylight saving times and all of a sudden you get an hour back. That's what just happened. Sure. Right? <laughs> so thank you for tuning in during Push the Pod. If you helped us push the pod during Push the Pod week, then we really appreciate that. We are a little we bit do. short of our goal, but we did pick up some interesting listeners. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it, it was great. I mean, I think a, a thousand was quite ambitious, so... Of course. Um, it was, yeah, we got a big spike, so that was nice. Yeah, we got some New Zealand listeners. Yeah, so, we either have, like, six random listeners that only tuned in once and said, screw this, or one very loyal one. Yeah, and either so, way, thank you very much, New Zealand. Yeah, go New Zealand. A so, couple Canadian listeners. Yeah, yeah. Steady Canadian listeners. If you're our neighbors to the north, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And then like a smattering over Western Europe. But sure. it's very, yeah, just a few here and there. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, the other thing we need to talk about is we missed an episode. Now, I promised the guests that we had put out an episode on Friday of last week. Mm -hmm. um, what happened was is we recorded a Thursday episode that we were going to put out on Friday, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, it was the Thursday of March Madness, um, and we had friends in town, so by the end of the night when we went to record, I think you probably knew what was going on, and it ended up being a poorly organized pod. Yes. So maybe one day, 
we will release that as a, a, a backup pod or a bonus pod. Or if I figure out how we can, can like get the technology so all five of us can be heard at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of sound problems. So. Yeah, the, we had our guests do it. So, you know, it, it didn't work out too well, but maybe we can figure it out eventually. All right. Now, Lisa, I yeah. thought there was one more thing I needed to cover. Am I forgetting it? Do you think I'll come up with it later, like halfway through the pod? That sounds about right. All right. I, I wish I could help you here, but we don't really go over your material beforehand. That's <laughs> not true. It's a very winged situation. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Let's get into the story tonight. Should we get into the story? Yeah. Lisa, tonight is going to be a pretty random story. I'm not really sure where I could fit this in on our general theme of, uh, sorry, general scheme of things. Okay. I mean, do we have, I mean, I feel like we're all over the map. We don't, yeah, we are pretty random all the time. I don't know why this is any different than the rest of them. Yeah. In fact, a lot of them have to do with what we're talking about tonight to a certain extent. Okay. Which is those damn Europeans spreading around the world doing stuff. Oh, yeah, that's a heavy, heavy thing we've had so far. It is, all right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're going to talk about some gangster shit. Ooh. Some gangster shit, Lise. <laughs> do you want this on air? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's do it. Now, Lisa, I need you to think about some gangster shit. All right. Who is the most ruthless gangster drug dealer and violent motherfucker you've ever known about? Um. You know what's coming to mind? It's really embarrassing. It's that line in the Drake's the Drake song. Um, Don Corleone, but, okay, um, all right, sure. <laughs> you only know who that is because of Drake. Um, yeah, no. He's a fictional character. Okay. From The Godfather. Oh. Don Corleone. Yeah. Oh, oh, so he- yeah. Okay. But no, I like it though. Well, he was pronouncing it weird to have it rhyme, so that's yeah. why I was like, that sounds familiar, but like yeah. maybe not. He's a great example, but the person I'm talking about tonight, okay, wait, way wait. bigger gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep guessing. I mean, I, I, I see these people in my mind, and the, you know how like sometimes the names just aren't coming through. Um, uh, Chicago Bro Five. I don't know. Chicago Bro Five. You're thinking of Al Capone? Maybe? Al Capone. Al Capone. <laughs> Al Capone. Great guess. Chicago Bro 5. Now, that was no, like a now I'm also name. admitting Is that like, I don't have street name? smarts either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, this is AOL screen name. <laughs> Chicago Bro 5. All right. Yeah, you give them a, like, a little bit of a hint of what you are, but not too much, you know. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyone else come to mind? It's not him. This person's way more gangster than Al Capone. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Tony Soprano. I can name all the fictional ones. All the fictional Tony ones. Tony Soprano. Okay. Uh, and no, and then I was just going to go to the names of the actors. It sounds like you only know two, and... two fictional ones. You can't even name fictional ones. Um, and say hello to your little, my little friend. My little friend. Uh, yeah, that, that, that guy's name is Scarface. Tony, uh, Tony Montana. Yeah, yeah, that guy. We're not talking about him. No, I know we're not. Um, oh, uh, the movie that Denzel Washington was in about. Very good. That's Very all I got, good. though. Literally can't remember any names. Frank. Clearly, I What was his last name? People. Frank. I want to say Frank White, who was actually a different gangster in New York. But now, I, now I'm totally blanking on that guy's name. But we're not talking about that guy, either. Yikes. That guy's a teddy bear compared to who we're talking about tonight. Mm. 
really bad you're setup missing, right now, and it's all my fault. You're also missing like who I thought you were gonna say first, which yeah. is the guy that we watched two seasons of a television show about, and we like found out that he used to blow up planes and shit. Oh, I thought we were limiting ourselves to the United States. Well, who the hell told you that? I didn't tell you that. Uh, I, I know, I told the myself that. I said, I set the rules, and then I really strictly abided by them. Uh, Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I was thinking strictly like mobsters. No. Well, he, he's, a, he's like well, you a know, definitely like, like, a mobster. Like, like mobsters created from prohibition. Sure, okay. Yeah. You know, like Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Right. This was a disaster. That I think I literally just exposed exactly the part of my brain that like catalogs gangsters, mm-hmm. and it's literally that smattering of complete and utter, just random crap that is very untethered to anything. Yeah. So yeah, here we are. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Is this what we're doing tonight? No, it's not. Tease. It is a Super big tease. tease. But that's all right, because everyone's seen that that show about him. Right, so. Narcos. Yeah, but he great show for the first two seasons. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he still isn't nearly as bad as the most ruthless person we're going to talk about ever in terms of being a gangbanging drug dealer. Okay. We're going to talk about someone who is the OG, the original gangster. The most murderous, drug dealingest human to ever live. Oh, but you mentioned the European, so maybe now he was a yes, European. Yes, it is a European. Okay. Her <gasps> name. What? Is Queen Victoria of the United Kingdom. I mean, she was just calling the shots, though. Oh, no. Well, she was doing oh, some well, shit. Well, hold on, hold on. What do you mean she was just calling the shots? Well, you know, this Pablo also popped stuff. off a bunch of people. Like, you know, like, I don't... Maybe early on, but he would, uh... Send, uh, what, what, what are they called? Sicarios. Uh, yes, Sicarios. Yeah. Um, okay. Queen Victoria has some Sicarios. They just called them the British East India okay. Company. Okay. Okay. So, but she never, she never wielded the sword. No, Queen Victoria didn't show up in India and <laughs> shoot a bunch of people. Oh, boring. She was, she was just calling the shots. Okay. All right, she then. That's what we're talking about tonight, Liz. Okay. All right. You are in a home. Named for Queen Victoria, by the way. Oh, like this is a Victorian, Victorian home. home. Yeah. Wow. Do we have blood on our hands? We do. We have <laughs> we have blood money on our hands for buying this Yikes. home. Yikes! For those of you outside of the East Coast and like major cities, like places like Chicago and stuff, Victorians are like a, a certain style of home that are popular. They were built around like 1900 and before. You know, you have big windows. Front room, stuff like that. Sitting room up front. They're Victorian homes. They're named for Queen Victoria. Okay. All right? That's just a fun side effect. That's where our studio is. In sunny Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> now, let's talk about Queen Victoria. What the main point of Queen Victoria we're going to talk about tonight is the Opium Wars. Lisa, have you ever heard of the Opium Wars? I have heard of them, yes. All right. So that's I'm not promising anything. All right. Now... What do we have to do before we tell any story, Lisa? We have to give background, right? No, we have to ramble about random shit and then make a haphazard way to our stories. Usually, yeah, sure. is usually the formula. And but the yeah. rambling is done, and let's get to the relevant. Know, it's always it's always a possibility. Um, okay, so uh, background to the opium wars. Yes, 
right. So for a very long time in Europe, we have been, Europeans have been buying lots of goods from the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Do you know how we got those goods from the Chinese for a really long time? Well, it sounds like we bought from them. Well, yeah, but China is the way, Silk Road, way, the Silk Trade, the Silk Road. Very good, Lisa. Road, Road. Right, the Silk Road that led from China all the way into Europe. Okay. All right, it got China super wealthy, and it was really bad for trade in Europe because we didn't have anything. God bless it. Europeans didn't have anything the Chinese wanted, but China had. Porcelain, they had silk, they had some spices, and they had the big thing that England loves, which is tea. Tea, right? Good. Now, I was just talking to Quinn recently about how deeply the roots to the Cold War go back, and like I'm basically just doing this as like a homage to that, which is the Silk Road goes back like before the birth of Jesus, like before, like. BCE. Like, yeah, I think it's like 160 BCE, right? But something's going to cut off around 1460 the Silk Road. Do you know what it is to Europeans? I mean, my mind went avalanche, but... <laughs> That's actually weirdly logical, though, you know? Well, I mean, just it's just avalanche. a little literal. Um, okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, fighting. No, it was very imbalanced. This is a really hard one, so I'm just going to go for it. Okay. All right, there's a city... Mm-hmm. It's called Constantinople, yes. and it's going to fall mm-hmm. to Islamic invaders. Ottomans. Ottomans. They're going to change the name of Constantinople to? Istanbul. Istanbul. And that's right before 1500. In 1500, around that time, Europeans start doing something crazy that changes the course of human history, which is why I'm constantly talking about it, which is do what? Imperialize. Yes, because they can no longer have that Silk Road. They don't have access to the goods to the east because they're cut off. Huh. So is it is that is it fair to say that the Ottoman takeover of of what is now Turkey was the main cause of imperialism? I wouldn't necessarily know if it was the main cause. It was probably inevitable, but it certainly was a uh, propellant. Is that a word? Sure. It propelled them to start doing it because okay. they were cut off from the goods of the East. Okay. Now, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Who became the best at creating a naval power of all the European powers? Oh, um, well, I mean, the British were known the most for their ships, right? What else is a naval power, Lisa? Uh, what if not? Um, they're honestly no idea besides that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Spanish Armada had a nice run, but they got crushed by uh, Queen Elizabeth. And ever since Queen Elizabeth, they're going to have the best navy in the world because they are a what? An island? An island, right? Oh, they have, need a lot of shore? Uh, the, no, the British aren't idiots. If you're an island, totally isolated, what's the point of building a giant land army? Just build a giant navy, put oh. all your resources to the navy, and no one can even invade you, so it doesn't uh, matter. Okay, so you only need to invest in one, whereas everyone in continental Europe had to also worry about their land borders. There it is. Okay, get it. All right, so that's what happens with the British. By the time Queen Victoria takes power around, I want to say, like, 1819-ish, Okay. Huh, that's more recent than I thought. Oh, yeah, Victoria was... She's, she's like, relatively new. Wow. Grand scheme of things. I how many, like, how many roughly am, are between... No, I'm wrong. Uh, yes, sorry, 1819 is correct. Yeah. How many... It's not even that many monarchs between her and Queen, the current queen. No, especially because she served for, like, a really friggin' long time. As has this one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They so almost... She was there for a while. Booped. Yeah. Yeah, they just almost 
Okay, sorry. Now, let's talk Queen Victoria. By the time she takes over, the British have this massive navy. Mm-hmm. They have taken over the subcontinent of India. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trivia, Lisa, are you ready? Y- yes. Name all the modern day countries that were included in the subcontinent of India. Ooh. Um, You've been to a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know. Um, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal. And? Uh, oh, oh, are we counting India? Yeah, oh, I, thought that, I thought that was implied. I thought that was implied. And I believe there's one uh, tiny Sri Lanka. country. Sri Lanka did count, yeah. Yeah. And there's a tiny little country up in the Bhutan. mountains. Bhutan. Bhutan, yeah, yeah, very good. All right, so that was all used to be called the India, and it was all part of India, uh, the British Empire. Oh, yeah, you know, I didn't really realize that. Yes. Now, meanwhile, China... All right, not far, not too far from India. If you're talking about waterways and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still this wonderful, like, sort of advanced empire uh-huh. who wants nothing to do with European goods. They have this nice culture. They have a culture they like. The British keep wanting stuff from China, like the silk and the porcelain and the tea. All right, so they're buying all this stuff from them. And the British East India Company is getting really annoyed, okay? Because their trade, um, what's it called? When one country has more trade. Trade deficit. Yeah, the trade deficit. There it is. Nice work, Lisa. The trade deficit with China is ridiculous, okay? So what the British East India Company is going to do is they're going to try to develop a product that they can start selling to the Chinese. Okay. What's that product? What Indians sold to the Chinese yeah. via the British, or the British no, sold no, no, to them no. via the Indian. British East, Un- East India Company, yes, they grew it in India, but it was the British who were selling it right, to right, Chinese. Right, 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 right. No, I understand. Um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. This episode is about the Opium Wars. Oh, okay. Um, they sold them war. No. Um, yeah, opium. Like, yes, right? So they start selling opium, poppy seeds. They grow all over the freaking place in India. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, to be totally clear, uh, the British East India Company and um, Queen Victoria are heavily tied together. But eventually what's going to happen is that the there's going to be a rebellion and they're basically like the British East India Company is going to sort of withdraw, but Queen Victoria is going to declare herself Empress of India and she's going to sort of take over the opium trade with the, the British crown. Okay. And can we just go over what opium is at this time? So Yes. Is, is, is this just like considered a painkiller for surgery? No, not really. So that's what it was used for, for a practical reason, okay? Mm-hmm. So poppy seeds grow opium, which is exactly the same as heroin, as heroin. Yeah. except it's sort of a different substance. You smoke it, um, mm-hmm. but it has similar effects, right? Okay. It's very dulling to the senses. It's very it makes you sleepy and drowsy and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a good question because this has a lot to do with what's going to happen, Okay. Okay. So what's going to happen is it's extremely addictive, obviously. Okay, so it's heroin. just being sold as a recreational drug. Yes, Legally. illegally. Illegally. Illegally in okay. China. Okay, so this is a black market trade. Yes. Okay. I should mention that China at this time, I don't want to use the phrase they're isolationist because it's one of those things that we teach kids in high school and it's incorrect. Okay. They're not isolationists. They're selling all sorts of shit and interacting with people and stuff like that. Yeah. They're just very conscious of letting Europeans and the Japanese and stuff, like, have too much of an influence in China. Yeah, they're just not picking up with all those people are putting down. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. Right? Um, 
so what they're doing is, is they're sneaking in, you know, to places like Shanghai and stuff like that. And they're flooding the cities with opium and it's super addictive. And here's what was happening. Mm -hmm. These men, these working class men in China, they would go to an opium den. Mm -hmm. They would smoke some opium. Mm -hmm. All right. They didn't have windows in them like modern day casinos. Mm -hmm. All right. They would stock them with women, prostitutes, kind of. Like modern day casinos. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Some casinos, I guess. Uh, no casinos. <laughs> and they would have rooms in them where you can go and stay, maybe bring some opium and a prostitute with you. Okay? okay. Now, this working oh, class Oh, so this man, was the opium den thing. Yes. Was getting his, his, his paycheck, going to the opium den to have, you know, a couple puffs of opium. And it would turn into three, four, five, six days, weeks of these men staying and spending the baby suck, money. They would get sucked in, in that long. Yes, opium is a, like, think about heroin. Think about how many lives it's destroying right now in America. I know, it's awful. This is like a very similar product. It's a similar, like, addiction. It's intense. Wow. Right? So, it was destroying the fabric of society in China. Yeah. The King Dynasty. How do you spell King? Oh, I don't know. I only Q I N G. Okay. Probably pronouncing it terribly wrong. Yeah, I guess that. King. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna go with. All right. All right. Now, what's gonna happen is, is China is finally gonna get fed up, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, stop selling us this opium." And British, do you think they're just gonna stop selling it and making a bunch of money? Well, I mean, I'm going to go with no since they already asked them to stop it through their laws and they didn't listen to those. So I don't see why a verbal instruction versus an implicit one would make a difference here. You're somewhat correct. Okay. The real answer is Queen Victoria is a gangster. So she said, make me. Well, is that the same? That's the same thing. Well, no, you're making light of Queen Victoria's gangsterness. <laughs> Please forgive me. Yes. Um, okay, so she, not only does she just keep doing it, but she says, I dare you to try and stop me. Essentially. And what's going to happen eventually is that China is going to attack an opium ship of the British. But Lisa, we just established, she was the breast navy in the world. <laughs> did I just say breast navy? And now I have my proof. Yeah. I don't... That your mistakes tend to lean more towards inappropriate variety. I don't think so. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, yes, I don't know where we the know breast this one came from. I don't, like, I wasn't I don't gonna, know where any of them come from. I wasn't going to talk about breasts at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, yeah, sorry. Good thing we told our family about that. Um, Who had the best Navy in the world? Uh, the British. The British did. Yeah, breasts. No, sorry. So as soon as the Chinese Navy attacked the British Navy... Queen Victoria is going to see, send, send her big-ass Navy, and they're just going to basically blow up the Chinese ships, okay? I'm really struggling now. I'm, like, really conscious of what I'm about going to say. Like, was that, like, you being afraid of saying shit instead of shit? I think so. I think that's what was happening. Oh, my goodness. But, like, now it's in my head that, like, all, anything that could be, like, an in-the-gutter word, I might say. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Whatever. Just keep going. Don't think about it too hard. Right, or maybe so. go. Either one is entertaining. To be <laughs> right. So anyway, that's what happens. What happens? The British send a bunch <laughs> of ships over. All right, and they blow the Chinese Navy out of the water. Wow. Okay. Right. Now, it's going to end with the treaty, Treaty of Nankong. I want to say, but don't Nanking? quote me on that. Nanking. That sounds right. Don't quote me on it though. <laughs> don't okay. quote us on anything. Yeah, right, exactly. Don't quote us on anything. I was Except just that. You a high school quote us history on that. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now. So don't quote us, but maybe a treaty of Nanking happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Whatever. Does it matter? Do you care? Whatever. Fuck you. You know? You're going to keep listening. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think we just lost our New Zealand listener. Oh, for one. sure. <laughs> Ahoy, or whatever they say. Ahoy. I don't know. They say something like that, though. You know, like. I think they just say goodbye with a weird accent. No, they're all goofy about it. Goodbye, Brit. <laughs> okay. Fly the Concords. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, anyways. Um... Sorry. Back on track here. They they basically come to agreement, right? Okay. So the war demand. Oh yeah, the tentative treaty. Yeah. The Brits are going to stop. Selling opium all the time. The big wait. Why would the, wait? Why would they even agree to the treaty like that? I mean, didn't they blow them up? Excellent question. Is it because the treaty wasn't real? <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. We're gonna get to that. Wait, uh, what? There's, there, there's, they're called the opium wars with an S for a reason. Okay. Um, and basically what's going to happen is they're going to come down to a bunch of agreements where China is going to give this and that to the British. Mm. They're going to allow British to have certain trade rights within the mainland China. And they're going to take a very, very important and magical, amazing port city called... Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> Lisa and I honeymooned in Hong Kong. Yeah. It was one of my favorite places I've ever been. It's weird, but awesome and... And fancy all at the same time. <laughs> check, check, check. Right? Yeah, uh, but yes. Mm-hmm. So that's how Hong Kong became British, was the Opium War. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, a couple years pass. Guess what those daggone Brits do, Lisa? They do not adhere to the treaty. They keep on selling the Opes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not good. No. Guess what it starts? A war. Opium war number two. Yeah. Guess who's going to win again? The British. The British. Mm-hmm. I gave that question away by saying again. Yes, you did. Yeah. But I will take my context clues when I get them. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Now, opium wars happened about 1839 to 1860-ish. Ooh, um, some people that's will a give long you... time. Yeah. That's a really long time. Well, here, there's a break in the middle. That's why they're called opium wars. Because oh, so, there is, oh, you're saying you're talking yeah, about both. Depending on who you talk to, right? There's two different wars. One lasted from 1839 to like 1830, whatever. No, no. that wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Again, I am not a math. You're really teacher. showing off I your am, math skills. This I am. One. Not, yeah, this is <laughs> my worst math yet. <laughs> All right, so like it goes for a couple of years. It ends. There's a lull. It starts back up again and ends in 1860 officially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now. After the Second Opium War, it's going to have a massive negative impact on China. Okay? okay. China is going to start breaking down. They are no longer strong enough to protect Europeans and Russians and Japanese from 
like carving their little influential areas mm. into China. And what you're going to see is a similar thing that happened in Africa. All these imperial powers are going to take a lot of wealth out of China and things get worse and worse for the Chinese. Wow, I didn't I don't think I realized that was happening in China. Yes, absolutely. Well. In fact, China is going to eventually collapse into communism because of how things how bad things get for the common wow. person from China. Wow. And it, a lot of it dates all the way back to the Opium Wars in like the 1830s to the 1860s. And they're going to end up falling under Mao and to communism in the 19, uh, like 40s and 50s after World War II. And then they have that awful famine, right? Yeah, but let's not talk too much about it because okay. we need to do like an episode on Mao or Chinese yeah. communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like to me, uh, uh, one of the things I love about this story is that it is like a great example of how connected things are no matter how much time goes by. Yeah. Um, because we're talking about like the cutoff of Istanbul slash Constantinople, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Istanbul was Constantinople. That was a song by uh, They Might Be Giants. Thank you. Do you know that. where the name They Might Be Giants came from? What book? There Might Be Giants? They Might Be Giants. No. Don Quixote? Mm. We'll do an episode on Don Quixote, Ooh. the first modern novel. This list is getting long. Yeah, good. <laughs> More hashtag content. <laughs> All right, Lisa, do you have any questions about Queen Victoria or the Opium Wars? I mean... Oh, my God, hold on, really, I cut you off. Did you not? I think I know what you forgot. I did. What did, did I forget? Examples of why Queen Victoria is such a gangster. How is that whole story not about her being a gangster? The Chinese didn't want her selling drugs to the Chinese people. And she kept being like, <laughs> okay, sure. And then selling them drugs, and when they tried to stop them, she killed a bunch of them. Was... That's the definition of being a gangster. I, yeah, I, I guess I was just thinking more like, you know, action scenes, like the war room scenes for her. You know, she's like, oh, no, the Chinese did this. I'll send you over to kill them, and I'll sit over here on my throne, and <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Is that your Queen Victoria impression? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I made her so raspy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's pretty raspy. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it did. You did remind me of something else, though, too. Yeah. Maybe the even more effed up thing mm-hmm. about the actual fighting the Chinese in a war was where was all the opium coming from? India. India. Are there a lot of people in China or a little bit of people in China? A lot of people. So how much opium do you think they had to grow? Oh, a lot. Yeah. So, Lisa, opium is what you call a cash crop. Mm-hmm. Why do you call it a cash crop? Because it makes it rain. Because it makes it rain. Mm-hmm. That's right, Lisa. All right. You're creating all that cash. What can you not do to a cash crop? Set it on fire. Well, yeah, you can do that if you want to. Well, not. It's really bad economics. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. What else can you not do with a cash crop that you can do with most crops? Um, What can you not do with a cash crop that you can do with carrots and potatoes and broccoli? Eat them. Eat them, right? So the real messed up thing going on. Wait, is that really the definition of a cash crop? Yes. It's only grown purely not for eating. To make cabbage, skrilla. No, I know, but like you can make skrilla off of yes. carrots. Yes, in fact, if you make an edible crop that you export, 
it's still a cash crop. Okay, but you, it sounded like you just told me that they weren't edible. You can't eat your cash crop. That's no, what you said. No, 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 no. Well, you can't, yeah. Oh, I see. I see where you got confused. But you can't. I think you're confused. <laughs> no, 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 no. A cash crop is anything you export instead of eating, essentially. Because the opposite of a cash crop Oh, you crop mean consuming in the country crops. versus yes. exporting. Yes, it's cash versus sustenance. Okay. Can you say that properly for our listeners? <laughs> sustenance? You're close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are really all over the place tonight. Yeah, I really am. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> all right, so stuff like indigo, which is colorful stuff they grow in, in India to color things. Mm-hmm. Cash crop. Mm-hmm. All right, but if they're also growing rice, that's a... Well, it depends if they're exporting They're eating the rice. Okay, then it's a, it's a sustenance. Yes. <laughs> all right, so... Basically, all of these Indian farmers are forced by the Empress of India, Queen Victoria, to mm. grow opium. Mm-hmm. So, what's happening to the food supply in India? It's going down because the, all of the crops or all of the land is being used for the, just the exports. Right. So, guess what happens in India? Starvation. Yes, famine. Ugh. Right. Famine happens in India. So. Queen Victoria is doing all that. She's fighting the Chinese. She's knowingly flooding the streets with like a debilitating drugs. And all the while, she's basically producing a famine in India. So when I say Queen Victoria is the most murderous, drug dealingist, not given an F person of human history, does that make sense to you now? It does. Do they at least maybe not truly realize the result of their actions? I mean, Good God, Lisa. No. This is the Brits. It's the Brits in the 1800s. They've been doing it for 300 years now. This is the same thing as the freaking Irish. God, people are so awful. I mean, they think are. about that. I mean, that's... that shapes us to this day. I mean, that's crazy. All because she was like, I mean, what? Like, you're, I mean, you had a nice island. Why'd you have to do all that stuff? <laughs> well, the Brits need their tea. The Brits need their tea. They can take their tea and shove it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but I don't, I, I'm sorry. I, I have been kind of insensitive in my language, um, acting like, like being a gangster and a drug dealer is kind of cool. Um, it is not it cool. It is not kids. cool. No. Uh, it's very bad for everyone, as we see in our wonderful, beautiful city of Baltimore, yep. which is also being debilitated by the drug trade. Yes. Um, so I don't want to make light of it, but this is a podcast. We have to have, you know, people entertained eventually. You know, <laughs> eventually we will. Okay. Now, I was inspired to do, we're, gonna, we're, we're done with history stuff, but I want to talk about it for funsies thing before we sign off. Okay. I was inspired to do this Queen Victoria podcast. We were going to do it eventually. Mm-hmm. But I was inspired to do it because of a movie we just watched. Which movie? The Favorite. Yeah. Dude, Lisa, how good was that movie? It was. Although it was about Queen Anne, not Queen No, Victoria. no, I know. But it's, you're oh. talking about queens of England. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, that uh, it was fantastic. Really, really well done. Really unique. Cinem- I don't know if you call that cinematography or just like the like... The, like, artistic stylings of the movie. Yeah, I think both are acceptable. Um, yeah, and, like, even, like, the expressions they made were, like, very unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, unique movie in general. Like, yeah. just really entertaining all around. Characters yeah. are great. Acting's great. Yes. The visuals are insane. Mm-hmm. And, I like, I, I know I'm a history teacher, but I actually generally hate movies and shows about royalty mm-hmm. as you well know because i hate that terrible netflix show that everyone loves the crown which the is crown. so good <laughs> it's so serious oh my god who care you are you 
you watch Game of Thrones, that's also very serious. Okay, but there's also freaking dragons flying around. Okay, it's real life the history. The favorite was real life history. It just had jokes and shit. It, would it kill him to have a joke or two in that damn show? It was. Queen Elizabeth, she was she was woody. She snuck him in. No, you had to be watching to, to notice. Yeah, to be honest with you, I wasn't ever paying attention. Yeah, so, but no, she was, she held her own. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the Green Book yet, but I am so confident of how good the favorite is that there's no way I'm going to like it as much as the Green Book. All right. But we should check it out still. We still want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. on the list. What do you think, Lisa? Do you think we're done here tonight? I think we're done here tonight. Sorry about the uh, long hiatus without an episode, but uh, we're back on track for Wednesday releases. Thanks again for tuning in for Push the Pod. And we will see you next time. My name is Steve, and I was a history teacher. And my name is Lisa, and I married him.